Welcome everyone to the Deep Dive, the podcast that skips small talk and goes straight for the concepts that shape our thinking and behavior. In this podcast, cold expertise is defenestrated as warm philosophy is enthroned in an attempt to explore the field in which we're all scientists looking for answers, living well. Hello world, welcome to another episode of The Deep Dive with me, Eyal Shai. I'm joined today by Irene Jekka. Hi, Irene. Hi, Eyal. So finally, we kind of get to talk. Yes, finally. And without further ado, I'd like us to uh, know what we're talking about. So would you please? Well, of course, we are going to talk about a lot of other things but I think a main theme of a conversation is going to be around kindness and uh, so we are going to kind of dive into the world of kindness beautiful beautiful looking forward to it um, yeah so let's let's go for it and if you don't mind telling us what was the first moment for you that you can remember thinking about you kindness or even before it was an explicit search um, what are some of the thoughts you had to do with kindness even as a child if that's the case um, that's a very interesting question in fact uh, as I was reflecting and trying to prepare myself for the podcast when the word kindness comes to my mind the first thing that comes to my mind is my mother. And it uh, all goes back to, of course, childhood. Um, so to give a little bit background about myself, uh, I am basically from India and my parents are kind of there. They are from very humble background. My mother was a teacher. My father was a, and is a social worker. So I come from a, a household where Kindness was a way of life. And uh, as I was growing up, I saw my mother basically embody kindness in the most wonderful way. Uh, be it uh, her, the way she used to kind of handle us as children, uh, as a teacher, as just a community member. Uh, she was always there trying to do her bit in... In whatever way she could, so that's where the journey kind of started. I mean, as a child, of course, uh, I didn't really for me, it was okay. I always thought that okay, ma'am, since my mom was a teacher, probably <laughs> that's what they do they they are there for the students, and uh, you kind of uh, it cascades into all parts of life. but um, as I grew up. And especially um, in my 30s is when I kind of started really bonding with the whole word uh, kindness and trying to really uh, dive into it. Wonderful. Um, so one question that comes to my mind is you describe uh, pretty much an ideal childhood, at least in terms of your mother being there for you. 
with all her heart and, and mind. Is there a point in, in making a distinction between kindness and, and love in, in that sense? I'm, I'm wondering because we're talking about kindness. So to try and kind of distinguish this concept from related concepts. Well, let me correct you. I wouldn't say I had an ideal childhood in the sense, of course, as growing up, uh, there was always constant conflict uh, in terms of, you know, seeing uh, or rather I would say wanting the kind of attention that I saw my mother kind of sharing with everybody for myself. So mm-hmm. I al- also had those, you know, moments of insecurity, uh, or probably because I didn't understand it too well you know what uh, it was so I mean as a child that was always on you know hovering in my mind Uh, but when you coming back to your question uh, in terms of kindness and love I think uh, I would say love I mean love is where you start with and kindness is basically in a form of love or rather an action that converts into you know action so you start with love and understanding, of course, uh, when we talk about kindness, there's so many different uh, shades of character and emotions that are associated with kindness. But of course, it, it starts with uh, love for some people, but it, not, it may not necessarily uh, need you to, to be kind. You don't really need to love someone. It's basically trying to relate and understand, you know, what is uh, that you can do for the other person um, materially or maybe just being there for somebody so um, love is is more like um, an emotional background to to kindness which is more uh, to do with uh, pragmatic behavior of people towards other people as in actually doing uh, doing good for the people that you love that's being kind to them, something like that? Yeah, something like that. And as I you know, think about the question more, it is also, uh, I would say, love for just, you know, us as human beings, you know, the whole thread that connects us, the interdependence, uh, the interconnectedness that uh, is there. So seeing not... Okay, it's not that Irene sees Ayal as a different, you know, okay, you are at a different location or a different, you come from a different family. It's just seeing Ayal as Ayal, as another human who's just like me. So that, that's where I see the love comes in. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so I'm interested in, in going forward in time. Let's say you're discussing this in childhood. Is there anything that you experienced, and I'm pretty sure there is, we all had those experiences, but maybe a salient moment where you um, perceived a total lack of kindness and what kind of impression um, that left on you? Um, Did it help you form a better idea of what you want yourself to be like um, growing up? Yeah, in terms of lack of kindness, probably, I wouldn't say lack of kindness, but as I was growing up, I would say uh, I was a very quiet and shy kid. So somehow I missed having 
those close group of friends of course i have a lot of friends and if my friends ever listen no i really have some good friends but i somehow missed oh, i would say yeah a little bit of kindness from during school i would say so did that leave a mark in the sense that you somehow promised like you you took it in as a as a guiding light in your attempt to be the kind of person that you want to be so did it make you decide going forward that you are going to be kind or put more emphasis on seeing other people yes uh, i think the you know the part where i would say when you're not seen or when you're invisible and it's cool i felt i mean at that point of course it was there were multiple reasons at play because of the fact that probably i felt what i felt uh, but i think that was a turning point for me to kind of really realize that okay tomorrow when i have conversations with people or you know meet in my personal life or meet in my professional life i have kind of i had to make it a point that okay i won't i would ensure that whenever i meet someone they are seen even if it's even if you know i meet them for a couple of minutes i try to do that but of course i'm human i also miss uh, there are instances when i would not have been able to meet what i had set out for myself but yeah i'm learning it's all uh, evolving right so uh, i'm going to let you take the liberty now to take us to a time in your life where you feel this concept is becoming more central to you what what are your thoughts on it what is your journey in terms of trying to really think about it or or go finding what it means with other people yeah in fact i i would like to share yeah one instance or one story that really impacted my life a lot and uh, that kind of formed up my whole affinity towards kindness or trying to amplify the voice of kindness in my own way uh, this goes back to about um, in my i was in my late 20s coming out of a bad marriage uh, going through a very messy divorce a sad divorce and uh, it was like almost restarting i had to restart my life because i had to really literally uh, restart all over again that part or that phase in life is when i experienced the most uh, i mean amazing acts of kindness uh, through my colleagues uh, or my bosses who were working uh, with me through random people who really helped me uh, to kind of find myself you know airport conversations with strangers and uh, yeah so i i can't really name one person but it was like an army of people that you suddenly meet uh, and and you kind of start believing in that okay there's a higher you know power or you know okay there is kindness is not uh, i mean there's a lot more kindness in the world 
And so that phase in life was when I kind of really experienced a lot of kindness. And it helped me overcome my personal trauma and uh, heal a bit. So that's when I, okay, I said, okay, I need to kind of start doing something. But of course, life took its turn. Uh, things didn't really, I mean, I got uh, busy in work and I didn't do anything about it till about uh, last year in the pandemic. And I think many of us found ourselves in different places doing different things. That's when I started this whole initiative, uh, which I call the Gentle Project. And uh, it started uh, as an initiative where I wanted to just amplify the voice of kindness. But I also had some conflicts, which we'll talk later in terms of the whole concept. Uh, so I started with writing blogs and just trying to research, okay, what is the, we, how did, you know, why is it that people think that there's not much of kindness today, especially uh, when, it, when it comes to the corporate world, or even we see it in the online uh, cyberspace also. And uh, so I started writing, then I said, okay, let me start a podcast. And I was able to kind of meet 30 people. Uh, I've kind of finished 30 episodes. I'm right now on a break uh, from the podcast because I'm sure you know that uh, uh, it's hard work. recording, <laughs> it's hard work. It's a lot of hard work. So, and plus uh, for the fact that uh, it, it, it was just me that was doing everything and uh, it, it became a little bit uh, difficult to kind of manage everything. But the best part is I met up these amazing people and uh, I kept at it, uh, sharing thoughts uh, and uh, basically these podcasts with people. And now when I've taken a break, uh, I see people coming and asking me, okay, where are you? And I see friends and even colleagues uh, associating kindness with the general project. And uh, I've got uh, people reach out to me and they have shared that, okay, when, when we, uh, we actually, you know, they take a moment to think that, okay, can I be kind? So I was like, okay, there goes the first, small, small um, micro impacts um, that I've uh, seen. But that being said, um, I also wanted to kind of do something more apart from just sharing podcasts. So during the course of the last one year, uh, with whatever little funds I had, we managed to help different projects, different causes, be it sponsoring uh, some books for a uh, library in Ghana through this young um, entrepreneur that I met on the podcast or raising funds for children in education or uh, sponsoring laptops for people uh, who were uh, didn't have the resources. So those were the small other impact that kind of uh, got associated through, kind, uh, through the Gentle Project. And uh, so now I've taken a pause to kind of really re-look and revisit and try to evaluate how can uh, I go ahead 
in a more thoughtful and meaningful way where uh, we are able to kind of impact even if it's like one life at a time really spread out the uh, message that uh, yeah you just need to be kind uh, even if you don't agree or you know just kind the kind life living the kind life no oh, that's a, that's amazing and i think it reflects perfectly the insight that we arrived at before that kindness is about doing things because it's not just amplifying in words the idea of kindness but actually going out there and being an activist and looking after people who are who are in need of help right now um which is basically you're doing unto others the this the way others have done unto you right when you were in a time of crisis um i can relate to that immensely you know um me growing up uh losing my mother at a young age and really cherishing the the people who have been there who were kind to to really look at me and see what's going on it was hard because i was a very um protected person like reserved i wasn't really letting many people in on what was going on with me um uh, but even later in life as i went to university and started taking ancient greek lessons and um meeting my ancient greek teacher outside class hours and doing philosophy and doing dialectic um that is one of the kindest things that i've i've had um done unto me uh so thanks iver if you're listening and i think you're right it's it's about um doing something for somebody without any sort of expectation uh for getting something in return and it really strengthens relationship in a way that, that no other things do and i'm also wondering about you mentioned uh, a decline in current um social climate in in kindness and is that do you think that has to do with the fact that we are uh, for largely not encouraged to to share anything um personal with with other people and we are not we are more interesting as people to do business with rather as whole persons complete with emotions hardships and so on it's a very interesting question uh, in fact uh, this takes me back to one of the guests that i had on my podcast <clears throat> her name was donna cameron and she was the author uh, of living a year kindly and uh, she talked about how the whole narrative like if you look at the early like maybe 1980s and 1990s the narrative was around uh really aggressive you know you really need to be aggressive kindness was almost seen as a weakness and even now it it kind of really when people talk about kindness they think that okay if you are too kind then you would be seen as too weak or you know too nice so there's a lot of blurred uh, meanings around the whole thing but she spoke about how the narrative was that time you know people were kind of really encouraged to be competitive you lived in a dog eat dog world and how that has kind of 
passed on we are carrying those burdens but of course our world has evolved there's a lot of progress yeah i mean uh, as is with any era we also have our own challenges so somehow i feel that narrative that we grew up with that you really need to be tough and you really need to be competitive somehow has uh, kind of you know made people develop more of shields where we really shield probably i am in my one year journey what i have seen is that or what i have discovered is that generally people are kind with of course very few exceptions but generally people are kind and uh, but what we see in the online world the cyberspace is just a very small part and we can't forget of the fact that not everybody is online it's just a small percentage of people who are probably active on twitter or other social media but uh, if we actually go out in the larger world people are generally kind and but that being said probably uh, to answer your question yes maybe we just uh, feel comfortable to you know project ourselves as more strong and yeah you know that's how we voice our opinions or it helps us build a so called brand sometimes you know so that that's what i think but also we also live uh, in a world where we there are people when when you talk about kindness one person really comes to my mind on the cyberspace is visa uh, you know he keeps talking about it so there are people like him also who actually uh, really give you that feeling that okay the warm and yeah they here too so we have those kinds of uh, differences and commonalities i don't know if i answered your question but yeah there's too many thoughts in me are running uh, on this question specifically no no you have and I'm, i'm really happy i mean the general tendency is for a lot of people to say you know how today um everything is the worst it's ever been today and i'm actually glad to to um to hear you saying that yeah you, you know i think two two or three decades before things were even harsher on people and i was pleasantly surprised on on twitter to how many people are actually kind on twitter too so you can actually um build a fairly strong hedge to keep out um animosity and things like that you just have to work a little bit to do it and never be tempted to to start a, uh, an argument on there now it's interesting it makes me think about why people would not um show kindness and it's i think it's partly on all of us to be more vulnerable because uh the situation you're describing you know for example after going through a divorce and having to restart your life you had to be honest and and vulnerable enough to to let people know that this is the case and that gave them a chance to to be kind to you um i think that psychologically there's a tendency to uh, for a lot of people to become out of touch with themselves and base their own um image of themselves through others and now if you're going to go down that path then you better show others that you are successful that you are not going through hardship or something like that because 
then what's going to be reflected from them is that this is the way you are. Uh, but of course, at certain times of the day, of the week, of the year, uh, you're, you're going to start and feel the truth. And I think you might feel um, conflicted with yourself. And people will not know that you are in need of kindness because that's not what you've projected. So I think um, there's a lot to be said for vulnerability and being vulnerable when you are. I mean, just be more truthful about the, the hardships we're, we're going through. Absolutely. And uh, another thing around kindness is also kindness towards self, you know, because more often than not, we often are not very kind to ourselves. You know, we are, uh, at least a lot of women I know, we are very self-critical, uh, always uh, some people have this imposter syndrome which kind of this we aren't very kind to we are very quick to judge ourselves and kindness when you talk about kindness it's also about leaving aside your judgment giving people uh, being curious about people trying to understand what what is it uh, giving people the benefit of doubt at times so kindness is also about uh, being kind to yourself i think that that is one of the essential parts of the whole thing because without that how can you expect to be kind to somebody else because so so that, that that's very important and as you say the whole psychological factor being vulnerable and being able to share yourself is uh, very important and uh, being kind to yourself also helps kind of take on that journey so what does um, being kind to yourself uh, entail in, in your eyes? Can you share something that you are doing that is a practice of being kind to yourself? So I have, I'm still learning. Uh -huh. And uh, what I think in the past one year, I would say I've, I've made a lot of progress in terms of being kind to myself. So... Generally, first, the most important thing or practice I try to do is not try to immediately arrive at a decision that this is good or this is bad when, when you know, I'm doing something or be it uh, and through an action or something that I was expecting of myself where I didn't meet. I'm quick. I try to kind of pause and uh, take a moment to really not get into judgment quickly because our minds are like, you know these uh, really it's, it's like almost like courts where you have multiple lawyers and judges sitting and saying okay this is right wrong so I try to take that moment to not judge understand what it is and if I uh, if I have kind of not met my own expectation I say okay don't worry there'll be a next time we'll do better so that's how I deal with it and uh, yeah, so that is one of the primary practices that I do. And um, I also kind of, um, I've given a name to my own inner voice. I, I call my inner voice Alice. And uh, that conversation, uh, conversation or that monologue is what kind of helps really be 
being kind to myself because it's all about the conversation within yourself that you have where you are judging or you know kind of chiding yourself so that's that's where i, I forgive myself I, when i make errors i try to forgive myself or uh, for example the gentle project the the long break the break that was intended for a month has now extended to for about 3 months so i had two options one is that okay i say that okay this is really not done and really sulk saying that okay i have really failed and gentle project is going to be forgotten and you know it's another un, unfinished uh, project but i say that okay now it's time we will restart it what is the plan what what is the best that i can do and how do i move forward so that that's a practical example of what i think of uh, how i have been kind to myself in uh, real life situations now that's such an apt reminder because i myself just as we're recording this in the past few days i'm like questioning so many things that i've been doing in the past uh, year or so trying to really pursue um a path of self expression and and doing that and as if i didn't feel bad enough about maybe in my mind not too many things materializing into things that i can kind of show that i've done um that i can say i've completed and then i watched um a section of bill mars show real time we just goes really hard after um <laughs> millennials and and gen zers for just being these people who are obsessed with self expression and not wanting to do any work and it like hit me really hard um, so it's really good i'm i'm coming across your um technique for self kindness and i'm going to apply something for that and also remind myself that that's okay if nothing gets to be the way i wanted it exactly there's still a, a long life ahead of me and it's it's if anything it's good that i went for it you know even if it turns out that no i'm probably not the most talented person out there or um the most hard working person out there because it's always easy to see these larger than life figures of people who achieve so much you know are, are doing something with their lives um i'm also trying to remind myself that they probably could use a bit of kindness because what for everything that they achieve they probably do through some sort of compulsion from being inadequate themselves um i always try to remind that that it it's not a bad thing if i was unable to accomplish as much as i wanted because i got distracted playing with my daughter like that's actually probably a good thing that i'm able to be distracted you know um so that's that's very interesting and and thank you for the reminder um at this point in time no absolutely in fact uh, uh you know i was also going through conflicts in terms of what is the future of gen project and when it comes to uh, impact but then i was uh, i'm taking a course uh, which is called uh the path uh, towards the path of moral leadership uh it's a, it's an acumen and there uh the founder of acumen jacqueline she she talks about something leaving the world a little bit better than you found for than you found it so that kind of you know really helped me 
settle all the storm that was going around the whole uh, initiative and it was like and even when i started general project i was very clear that uh, it it is something that i am really passionate about and i've seen in workplaces especially since i was just you know transitioning from a corporate life to life of a nomad and a freelancer uh, so i it really stuck with me that okay it is specifically to really amplify the voice of kindness and um, that's about it i i didn't aspire that okay i'm going to hit the top podcast you know a uh, top 10 podcast that was never my intention and i really enjoyed when uh, there were people who really uh, even though it wasn't you know thousands of people who listened to it even if there were 50 people who kind of listened to it and when i saw the stats i was like okay you know <laughs> you know somebody will remember uh, you know something that they would have listened on the podcast and it was fun you know, the way it was going of course there were moments of that when i used to compare okay it really you know nobody uh, it's not really picking up or am i doing it right or should i be really promoting a lot but then i saw the uh, kind of effects of people really reaching out or people talking about it then i was like okay and this is just uh, 30 episodes so it it will probably take 1000 episodes to even uh, really people to more people to uh, relate to the general project and what it is about but then yeah i think we've had this discussion that we are so different and that's just not us so i was like okay let's just run how the way it's supposed to run and that defines what i am so i get completely what uh, the whole feeling is yeah and i think there's there's a it's probably pretty good not to be not to become too big or have like something achieve success in in the sense that we use it of like popularity or, so, or something because i think when you have a small podcast and one person says and i love this episode that i listen to you're like that's great so i think when the podcast is small few people reach out and it's all positive right i think later on <laughs> if you become famous i don't think that'll ever happen or or for me but if that happens i think the the negative remarks start pouring in with a, with a lot more power than you have to to face that um i don't know why but i guess for people with a, with a high public profile there's just there was an amazing um tim ferris blog on on a blog post on why you shouldn't become famous uh, why it's not something to aspire to so he shares a lot of the hardship and it's truly hardship um of being famous but i think you mentioned um some sort of conflict before as you were saying and you were saying that um it's something that we're going to get back to and i'm intrigued to hear what uh what you have in mind there when you mentioned uh conflict in the context of of kindness yeah so as as i was kind of uh, ready uh, after a year it, it's been a year for, for my podcast uh, i also kind of feared that i didn't want to be very virtue signaling and just being all 
you know about kindness and uh, so i was so the conflict was that how do i really talk about kindness because personally it it really matters to me and i've seen how a kind word you know a kind just a kind nudge from a coworker can really help somebody or really make somebody stay so my conflict was around how do i spread this you know message or talk about kindness without being too holier than thou okay kind of you know situation where because it's a very topic that is talked about uh, by more and enough people but yet how do i really make it more relatable so that was the whole conflict that i have been um, undergoing but then as i said there are small source uh, i i have a very non active facebook page that i created and i haven't posted there for a good 3 4 months it's still not my cup of tea and uh, just last week i saw some activity on the page so you know those are small small signs that i get okay there's something that resonated with somebody was read uh something probably i would have written or posted something around the whole topic of kindness and then that kind of you know has uh pushed me to think or narrow down in terms of okay maybe yes i am going to talk about kindness but then can i pick up one group that i can work with more closely uh where i'm able to really uh, help somebody or just uh, enable the whole uh, you know maybe do something for somebody uh, in my way of course right now even uh, right now it's more limited in terms of on the projects that i sponsor or small small donations that i make but i want i wanted to really make it more personal and see how i can engage so i have been thinking of working with women uh, specifically to start with probably women who are on a career break or women who are trying to uh, find themselves or discover themselves after uh, parenting kids you know with the uh, grown up kids women generally are at a stage where the kids have gone to college or school and you know they have that time so that's something that i have been kind of um, that's going on in my mind but i need to figure out on how and so that's the whole conflict that has been really yeah. keeping me awake <laughs> that's that's really interesting i mean thinking about yeah what what are some actionable things because uh, you're a woman of action as we've already established and that's interesting that's something that i have to kind of run through my mind um yeah the way the way you can really perpetuate the things in in substance and not just in words um and it's fascinating in terms in terms of, of other real life um I don't know if to call them tips or something close to that but practices that are there practices that you've adopted in general when meeting people colleagues coworkers small things that even if you don't meet a person who's 
um, vulnerable and sharing with you that there is really an opportunity here to go an extra mile to be kind to that person. But I'm assuming there are small things that we can do for just about anyone um, we meet. Have you um, found a few of these yourself or maybe from guests of the podcast that, that you, you'd like to share? I think the first thing that comes to my mind is just listening. Listening. Uh, so if, if, you know, when either meeting online, offline, just deep listening, I think that will open up insights in terms of what is the other person facing or is there something that you can actually do? So listening will open up pathways to identifying and uh, through listening, you can observe, okay, you know, the body language or if a person is in a stress, just listening and hearing out will really um, help you identify what you can do. And I was watching this uh, amazing series that uh, Tanya suggested on Netflix. It's called The Midnight Gospel. And uh, I quite can't quite remember what was that uh, phrase but in one of the episodes uh, they say that uh, listening is like deep sonar uh, you know this thing where you kind of catch on you know to waves from people and it can really so it's like that listening really open that's personally how I have been able to practice a little bit of kindness uh, in my life and when I meet people or when I was leading teams uh, specifically uh, in my working life, um, it's, it's always about, okay, trying to see what that other person needs. And sometimes more often than not, it's not that people just need somebody just to hear them out or to be there, to just share a smile or just nudge people, okay, you can do it. That small word of encouragement or, uh, or if you're out in a community holding the door or offering to pick up groceries or just going and just talking to people, uh, you know, just saying a hello uh, and uh, smiling or thanking your post postman who, you know, probably you don't see, but when you meet that person or your gardener, you know, if you live in a community like mine. So th those are the small things and it's not about the, grand uh, things that people really need it is about tiniest things that matter and that can make uh, somebody's uh, day really bright and that's what i have experienced and i have tried to especially uh, in life and whenever i try to meet people of course uh, i really enjoy one-on-one -on -one conversations more than group this thing so yeah, for me, listening is the biggest, biggest piece of the whole act. That, yeah, but there are a hundred ways to be kind, you know. There are more than enough ways to be kind, um, materially, non-materially, just listening in your personal relationships, not judging, giving people the benefit of doubt, trying to see what they want, and uh, and also having courage, very important, and thing sometimes uh, it also takes courage to be kind or just to go out and just offer your help to somebody sometimes 
we hesitate because of the fact that we think okay what is other person going to think or maybe it's not needed i think listening is such a, a fine answer it first of all makes me want to do a, an episode on listening i find i find it a fascinating concept and also i love it because then it turns out that um the act that you do to find out in what way you can be kind is is a kind act in itself yes. um and and listening is there's something so special about it i remember the the first times in my life where i could really listen which is really interesting so i've uh, always had like a, a mind that's racing you know about things and like a lot of people in in many discussions that i had the thing that would go through my head is what i'm going to to say next right and then it was only after starting to do dialectic with uh, with ivor that something changed and i wasn't interrupting myself anymore i wasn't perturbed myself and when you're not perturbed you can actually take in what the other person is saying um and i it was a noticeable change and so pleasant first and foremost because i was not perturbed anymore and i realized that if i take the time to listen to really listen to the person in front of me i don't have to deal with myself which is great i don't have to get myself in the picture and i'm much better able to really ask the right question ask a question instead of uh, spewing out this thing that you've now been thinking about as the other person was sharing something about themselves that's important and um if you're not listening all you're doing then is thinking about saying the thing that would make you feel better somehow so i love listening um i love your your answer that listening is the probably the first act of kindness that that we can do because you don't actually have to assume anything about the other person um you just listen and i love the way that you mentioned that it's also about looking at at body language and something like that because trusting that is is very important a lot of the people would not um give it straight out as as in a verbal response like what's on their mind or heavy on their heart or something like that so i i really really like it yeah and of course i can't help mentioning the interintellect community i mean one thing that uh, the whole community you know really emits a very kind vibe is because of the fact that uh, in in the salons people listen i think uh, that's that's really that kind of really also impacted uh, my journey in terms of really healing in a, in, in a way uh, where small small parts through some of the salons were really it was patching up few things that that were open and uh, and they were like of course now i know people but those were the initial days and they were like we were still strangers that time and probably they don't know but there are people who have uh, reached out or shared a kind comment some of when i was really having a bad day and those are the things that you know really help us uh, walk a journey together 
Yeah, for sure. And I think that those are one of those things. So first of all, yes, I, I also give this um, spiel about the inter-intellect people I made. I, I definitely think it's a special community. Um, and from the first salon that I attended, there was nothing but generosity and kindness from people I followed up with um, after the salon. Um, so I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, yeah, and just generally, I think that maybe this is what you, you mean when you say uh, there are these, and maybe it's just the lack of tools in the 80s and 90s that were may, maybe were harsher, but I think it's such a blessing today that any of us can go online and um, it's important that we know that there are people out there that are willing to be vulnerable or willing to be kind um, and anything. So anything bad can certainly be found online, but there's a lot to be said for um, global communities online. They also allow people a sort of sanctuary, maybe uh, to go and be and be something very different from who they are in, in real life, in societies that don't accept them or don't want to hear that they're doing badly today or generally. Yeah. In fact, another thing that I was that came to my mind was that uh, now that we are living in a, a society or community where technology is such an intrinsic part of our lives and the language with which we communicate online, especially for the younger generations, I feel at least also a small reason of the Gentle Project was to enable kids to have, you know, really see kindness in action, especially in the way it languages. And there's a lot of online bullying also that happens. You know, kids these days, youngsters, they have immense pressure to peer pressure to create it through Instagram, you know, the whole... Uh, lives that uh, you see on Instagram. So I feel probably through the tiles kind of need to be a little bit more balanced. You see a lot more of uh, bullying or, you know, things that really impact teenagers and young kids. So we need equal voices like, uh, let's say the good project or, uh, there's the kind lab. There are many such things, but we are still very small as comparison, you know, to kind of really, really spread that impact. So, yeah. So as, as you were talking, that came to my mind that leaving a more kinder world for the next generation is really as, as adults and as someday we'll become ancestors. I think uh, they will probably need more stories of kindness that they can take forward. And uh, like, for, for example, when I was doing the research on kindness, I found so many stories of kindness around World War II, during pandemics, during adversities, um, where people were really helping out each other, despite the fact that they were also in the same situation, facing the same kind of uh, challenges. So similarly, hoping that the next generation will also look up to our generation saying that, okay, that there are stories and um, acts of kindness that we can remember fondly. 
Yeah, for sure. And and I like how, how you kind of put the responsibility on our shoulders because it's it's true. We're there. We sometimes we forget that it's there, but it is our responsibility. Like I see it with my daughter now, you know, it's really my responsibility to uh, to let her unfold into a person that's uh, that's kind and do that she literally copies <laughs> my behavior um so documenting things like you say is so important you know i live in israel and um there's yad vashem it's the it's the holocaust museum in israel uh, really heavy place of course as can be expected but i think maybe the maybe one of the best exhibits in it is, is the files of um, the people who have helped others um, during the war, you know, these people. And um, I forget what the term is in English um, for somebody who has helped uh, saving uh, Jews or, or other people. But to get the certificate that you were one of these people, you would have had to, to actually put your life in danger. And, and many people did. Many people put their life in danger to save strangers uh, just because they saw it's the, it's the right thing. And it also connects me with a thought that just popped in my mind. And I'm a, I'm a language person. And I, usually I would do um, an etymology research before, um, before, like when I come across a word, I would immediately look for the etymology because it it dis- I can discover so much about where it comes from. So I hope I'm not misleading listeners when I say this, but I, I am pretty certain that kindness is, you know, has to do with kin and to be of the same kind. And, and that's something that needs to be um, kept in mind as we discuss kindness is that it's all about seeing how we are of the same kind as the person that we're dealing with, um, finding what common to both of us and realizing that at times we are all suffering pain or anything like that and you know even though it's it could be you today and not me like i better take measures to to help you um to help lift you uh, because it's going to be me the next time you know who's going to suffer from something and I really like that connection now that they think of it. And sometimes I think it's forgotten about the actual word and its origin to, to find um, connection with people who are of your kind and of your kin. And also treat people who are not related to you as if they were of your kin and family. You know, so it's just um, a thought. No, that that's right. Uh, I mean, you got it right. It, it it's related to kin and nations, and that that's how the whole thing. And yeah, of course, uh, uh, there is uh, this beautiful quote by Carl Sagan, which says, "Let us temper our criticism with kindness. None of us comes fully equipped." So I think uh, we need that. Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you brought uh, a quote from a scientist um, out of all the people, you know, uh, a scientist, a, a popularizer of science, a person who could not be um, s- suspected as somebody who does not use reason or something like that. I think that a lot of people 
think that being rational means being cold or something like that. And this is not at all the case. So I also think it's it's super relevant to, to our times because a lot of people do tend to be um, not kind enough if they perceive that they are on the right side of some sort of, of debate. Um, and this is something I'm also thinking a lot about lately is how to stay kind despite the fact that there are many forces pulling us apart, um, be it um, something divisive like Donald Trump being elected or now with coronavirus, I see a lot of people um, basically drifting apart from one another because of these external factors. And I think it's our duty to pull it back in to be able to listen, like we said, to people from both sides and, and never, never, ever let us um, be on a different side than, than them. You know, I don't think that there are different sides to it, really. Again, kindness, we're all people. And if we're seeing ourselves kind of because of our thoughts or beliefs are drawn into a place of being from the other side of some metaphorical fence. Um, we better for that moment, not, not, so, not be so, um, insi not insist on staying on the side of right and, and instead choosing to be on the same side of, of being kind to one another. So. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, one can still hold an opinion and uh, can agree to disagree, but that doesn't mean that you go and pull out all your guns and <laughs> start pulling or trolling people. I think there's always a way of healthy and kind uh, engagement that can happen. So, yeah, so, so that. And it's, it's all about just understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just another human being <laughs> who has been conditioned or probably comes from a different background, different school of thought. Uh, and uh, which is why sometimes they have differences of or, or totally different views. And that's something that um, I also saw in so many philosophers while they spoke about uh, so many different things, be it focusing on will, reason, intellect, or each philosopher. But most of them uh, like spoke about kindness, at least towards the end of their lives. So, yeah, it's, it's not difficult, I mean, little bit of empathy and empathy in action uh, with good listening, just being there for people. Yeah, you, you're so right saying about, you know, trying to always think about um, this person who is talking to me might not share a belief with me. Um, they might be doing that. And again, it goes back to kind of looking at, at, what's there apart from the words like you say there's a whole person with a, with a history with fears what i find a lot of the time is that people who are 
Um, and in these days, it's, it's so understandable. Like we are bombarded with things that are not right, a pandemic, um, other things. And people will get livid talking about things, you know, and, and get excited. And I find that recently I'm really consciously trying to adopt um, a method of really separating what I'm, what I'm feeling towards the words and also realizing that under this, the tip of the iceberg, there's a whole person who's right now signaling to me that they're in distress, you know, and the best thing that I could do is not appeal or not relate directly to the words coming out of their mouth and see how they hit me and now how, how I, I feel bad because of how it hit me or something like that. It's so important to keep in mind that uh, it's just as true that I am now a person coming into contact, coming in contact with somebody who is in distress. And what can I do to do that? You know, we'll deal with everything that comes out as words and beliefs and disagreements. We can deal with that later. But right now, I want you to not be as distressed as you are and myself, not to get distressed. So let's sort out this thing that's between us. Let's get to a point where first we talk to each other in our normal voices and with, with kindness in our voice um, and where the goodwill is apparent that we both care for one another and people. And let's sort out the arguments that we have in words later, which they need to be sorted out, but uh, it's not the time to do it when we're both in distress. And I think that is such a that is such an important thing to remember. I think it connects with, um, it's also an instance of, of being kind. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. So generally at home when I see my, you know, my husband kind of really getting agitated on somebody, <laughs> the first thing I, I tell him that, okay, try to think from that person's point of view. And it's, it's yeah. It's a platitude saying that um, you have to be in somebody else's shoe to understand. But uh, do we really do that? So that's also leave food for thought. When it comes in action, not, not all the time it's possible. Even as humans, you know, it is kind of definitely not possible to be have the kind mode always. Yeah, there will be times when, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of life and the part of what we are so it's, it's very interesting and of course right now there's a lot of research that is going around kindness a lot of universities suddenly have taken a lot of interest uh, there's a lot of research that is going on how actually it can improve the better lives and of course the scientific impact of kind acts is there you really feel happy and all but uh, I also wanted to share a very interesting insight that I saw, uh, kind of came across. Um, so apparently, uh, there were some studies that were done by a group of, uh, um, by a group, I don't quite remember, but I'll, I'll probably share that uh, link with you so that you can put it in the show notes if required. Right. So yeah, everyday kindness is aspirational, yes. It is something that, you know, we pursue, but studies have shown that if you 
really mark your day in a week let's say you mark one day and you decide that okay today even if it's five acts of kindness uh, i'm going to focus on you know uh, kind of working or just doing uh, going about doing acts of kindness that impact on the overall well being has been much higher so i found that very interesting because here we are talking also about living the kind life generally being kind every day i know every day is i'll be honest i also understand the it might not be possible for somebody to be kind 24 by 7 but even if it is like 10 hours 12 hours a day that's a good start or even 5 minutes a day it's a that's good really start. good <laughs> yeah a lot of people can't manage half an hour <laughs> yes yes so yeah just so that that was a very interesting that marking people who have challenges with the whole concept of kindness they can start with one day where they try and then see how it goes and it it really helps uh, apparently it, studies have shown that it has helped uh, people improve their mental well-being contributed to their overall mental health and generally um help them maintain a good uh, state of mind wonderful yeah and there's also the practice of uh, meta with two t's meta meditation which is basically sending loving kindness to everyone i think one of the exercises in that is actually think of the person you actually usually hate the most and even practice sending um kindness to them kind of wanting um wanting picturing them at their best when they're flourishing without the kind of um background maladies that cause them to be the kind of person that they are um and i never know if when you do that you're supposed to include psychopaths or not <laughs> i don't know still debating on that with myself um but yeah there there are definitely practices that are becoming popular with kind of uh, nurturing this uh, attitude of of kindness towards the world is there anything um that we left out that we have not touched upon enough um no i i, I think we've spoken at length on different this thing but of course the science of kindness i mean that is very easily accessible and people can find about that but the whole thing is that i think uh the one thing that i want to leave the podcast uh with is to just celebrate our own existence our shared existence our interconnectedness and uh, just be kind in whatever way you know works for you be your own kind of kind it, it doesn't have to fit into standards or to do's that to be kind you have to be so and so we all are different we all have our different languages of expression or acts of kindness that um are different for each person so just find out what works for you and just do that and uh, yeah it's it, i believe it's a lifelong journey and uh, yeah so wish you uh, whoever is listening thank you for listening <laughs> and 
Hope you have a really kind life and stay kind. That is such a, a beautiful message and thank you for getting it out there. Um, if you want to now fill us in on the details on where to hear more from you or more about the Gentle Project, you're more than welcome to, to share it with us. Sure. Um, I'm available on Twitter uh, at Irene J-E-K and uh, the Gentle Project podcast is available on all your um, channels wherever you get podcasts. It's called The Gentle Project All About Kindness and uh, we also have a website which is uh, needs a lot of work but uh, it's called thegentleproject.io and yeah, I'm always uh, reachable on Twitter mostly lurking around even though I might not be active. <laughs> because that's what being kind on Twitter usually is, it's just staying quiet <laughs> uh, this has been such a lovely episode i loved every moment of it and uh, thank you so much for for taking the time to spread kindness and i hope that our listeners will um will take some of it into their mind and heart so that this keeps rolling so thank you so much irene again thank you so much Ria. have a wonderful day you too. bye bye